Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't feel represented in mainstream wedding media, if you haven't been dreaming about your wedding day since you were six years old, and if you don't want to have an Instagram wedding, then you are in the right place. So on today's show, we are talking all about what to do if you lose your wedding planning mojo. So if you're just starting wedding planning or you're in the thick of it and you're so jazzed, you have your spreadsheets and your binders and your Google Docs and your Pinterest boards, and you wake up every day just so excited to plan your wedding, to book something new, to talk to your wedding party, to pin something, to call someone, to make an appointment, and then all of a sudden, or you know, maybe slowly over time, you stop doing that. You don't go on Pinterest as often. You don't open your wedding planning binder anymore. Your checklist goes ignored, and you just kind of find yourself in a little bit of a low. You're kind of I don't want to say depressed, but maybe you might also be dealing with that. Um, But you just sort of find yourself at a point where you're not super jazzed about planning your wedding anymore. And not necessarily that you don't want to get married or that you don't want to be with your partner, but you just are kind of over this whole planning a wedding thing. Um, So first of all, if you find yourself in that um, low point in your wedding planning journey, know that this is so, so normal and that you are not alone. Like 100%, there are so many couples right now who are feeling this exact same thing, who are over it, who do not want to be planning their wedding anymore, who kind of just want to toss the towel or throw in the towel and just elope or, you know, forget the whole thing altogether. Um, and, and I'm in this too. I, in the, in the early days, even, you know, before we were officially engaged, but we were talking about a wedding, I was so into it. I was in 
all of the wedding planning Facebook groups. I was, you know, updating my spreadsheet, doing research, talking all about the wedding with my mom, with my partner, you know, trying to book appointments and do research. And then kind of over time, I just <laughs> I kind of, I don't know, like I got over it. I wasn't as excited about it. And now, um, you know, I haven't really made any moves uh, wedding planning wise lately. The most wedding planning thing I do is record this podcast. Um, and, you know, I haven't been in the Facebook groups very often. I don't look at anything on other social media. And it's just kind of, I'm just kind of losing that wedding planning mojo. So if you're feeling that same way, uh, know that you're not alone. Know that it is very normal. And especially if you are listening to this in real time, you know, the 2020, 2021 of it all, then you are planning a wedding in the middle of a global pandemic, which is unheard of. Nothing, um, we've, we've never had to do this in our lifetimes before. And you might be dealing with, changing restrictions where you are. You might be dealing with postponements, multiple postponements, uh, you know, your guest size changing, your venue shutting down, your venue, um, you know, being lost to wildfires or whatever else this this year has thrown at us. Um, so it is very, very normal to get into a bit of a wedding planning funk or a low and to not be super jazzed about planning a wedding because, you know, it's uh, there's a lot going on in the world right now. You might be dealing with, you know, job loss or health problems or things with your loved ones. And it is, um, it's a totally normal response to just be kind of in a funk in your life. Um, so, so this is okay. <laughs> this is so normal. You are not, you know, not doing anything wrong. This isn't a thing that's just you. So many of us are dealing with this. This is an exceptionally hard time to be planning a big life event like a wedding. Um, and even if you, you know, if this has nothing to do with the pandemic, maybe you're planning a wedding for like 2023, or, um, you know, if this podcast is still around, maybe you're listening to this in 2023. And, you know, the pandemic's not even an issue anymore. Hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood. Um, but you're still just sort of not feeling jazzed about wedding planning. And that is okay. That is still so normal. Wedding planning is a ton of work. Um, people say it's like a second full-time job, except nobody is paying you. You're actually paying other people quite a lot of money. Um, but you're putting in, you know, your 40 hours a week, sometimes for a year or two years. You know, with all the postponements, some people are in planning mode for like three or four years, which is just, that's huge. Like to take on a full-time job, you know, a second full-time job for years and to be paying someone else or lots of other people for you to do that job is, is wild. It's huge. And it is totally normal that you would hit these low points in your wedding planning journey. And, you know, wedding planning, it's not for everyone. <laughs> not everyone is born for this. Not everyone loves this sort of, you know, organization and spreadsheets and making decisions and booking appointments and knowing what to do. And despite what all of the, you know, TV shows and movies tell us about little girls, growing up, you know, planning their weddings. And then the minute they get the ring on, they know exactly what they need to do and who they need to book with. And they can't wait to pour over the magazines and make all these calls and, you know, update the spreadsheets. Like that's, that's not a thing. Not all women, not all people love planning weddings. This is not like an innate thing that makes you, you know, a woman, you have to love wedding planning. So it is totally fine if maybe you're listening to this and you're saying like, you know what, I've actually been more 
in a wedding planning funk than I haven't been. Like maybe you, you're in this low point the whole time. That is totally fine. Wedding planning might not be your thing. It might not be for you. Luckily, the whole, you know, the whole point of wedding planning is that it is short-lived. It's not something you have to do forever unless, unless I guess you're a wedding planner. Um, but it is so normal and it is so normal to be in these low points and to take breaks in your wedding planning journey. So I am with you. You are not alone. This is normal, especially in a pandemic, but even outside of a pandemic. But let's get into how to actually go about uh, feeling better and either getting yourself out of that funk or just, you know, what to do, how to survive the funk. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so my first tip if you are feeling like you've lost your wedding planning mojo is to lean into it, especially if you have time. If you are planning a wedding that is a year away, two years away, three years away, even if it's, you know, I don't know, any more than four or five months away, you have time. Lean into it. Take a break. Do not force yourself to get up and spend hours and hours planning a wedding, making calls, updating spreadsheets. Take a break. Press pause on your wedding planning. And that is okay. You're allowed to do that. You don't have to plan a wedding every minute of every day for the next year or two years or three years. You can absolutely take a break. So do that, especially if you have time, if your wedding's been postponed or pushed out to, you know, later next year or the year after that, or even, you know, 2023 and beyond, definitely press pause and just give yourself a chance to check in on the other parts of your life. You know, how's work going? How are your friends? How's your family? Uh, Your hobbies? When was the last time you picked up a book? Is there something on Netflix you need to check out? Um, Do you want to take a dance class? Go for a run? Feed your dog? And definitely check in with your partner. Just because you're taking a break from wedding planning doesn't mean you're taking a break from your relationships. This is a really great time to connect with your partner on something that's not planning for your future. And I am very much uh, preaching to the choir on this one because I am very well known. I guess uh, my partner knows me well as somebody who is always planning for the future. I'm always trying to talk about something that we're going to be doing, you know, six months, a year, five years down the line. Um, And he's always trying to pull me back into the present. So this is a very good time to sort of get rooted back in your relationship in the present. Go on date nights, uh, you know, pandemic friendly date nights, do an indoor movie night, do a little picnic, ask some deep questions, journal, color, bake, whatever it is. Um, Just invest that time into your relationship because that's one of the other big wedding planning uh, lessons is that, you know, once it's all said and done, you know, you've had that big day, there's usually this bit of letdown that's kind of like, oh, it's over. Now what? 
and uh, that's sad because the whole point of the wedding is to get married and to have, you know, this marriage, this new beginning, and that should be really exciting. So you should be investing in that relationship. Um, so if you are sort of taking this time to press pause, to have your break, to lean into the a uh, bit of a funk that you're feeling, just have a plan for when you're going to start things back up. So if you're getting married in a year and you know, you've know you booked all your major vendors and now you're just kind of like not really feeling motivated to, I don't know, um, pick out napkins or you know go for a dress fitting or an outfit fitting, whatever it is, just sort of tell yourself like, hey, I'm going to take you know this month off and then next month I'm going to start things back up or two weeks off or three months off or a year off, whatever it is. Uh, you know, check all of those very handy timelines on uh, online or check in with your vendors just to see when they need to hear from you. And as long as you kind of have that date on the calendar, then it's so fine to, to take a break and just press pause on all wedding planning stuff. And don't let anyone bully you into it. Even if you're getting married, even if you're getting married next month, you can still give yourself a break. You probably can't take, you know, three weeks off and try to plan the whole thing in a week, but you can give yourself a day. You can give yourself, you know, a weekend or a half hour even just to throw the wedding out of your mind and to do something relaxing, something that takes care of yourself and, you know, kind of nourishes you, replenishes you, helps you um, recharge and, and just feel ready to get back into planning when the time is right. Uh, the next thing you want to do is lean on other people. So you definitely want to rope in your partner, especially if you are in a heterosexual relationship and you are a woman listening to this podcast. So often wedding planning falls on the woman's shoulders. As I you know, chatted about uh, earlier, we see these examples in the media of you know people saying like, oh, all little girls dream of their wedding. And the minute you get engaged, you're supposed to go right into planning mode. And you, you know, you have everything picked out, you know, exactly what to do. And all the groom has to do is like show up and hand over his credit card, right? Which is like disgusting. We're, <laughs> this is 2020, almost 2021. We're, we're over that. That's not how things work anymore. So if you're in that situation, and you really feel like all of the wedding planning is on your shoulders, regardless of what kind of a relationship you're in, it's time to rope in your partner. Your partner should be planning the wedding with you. I'm going to do a whole separate episode on this about how, you know, it's the groom's job to plan the wedding too. It is both of your jobs. You're both getting married that day. I don't care um, if, you know, the bride is the more celebrated one. It is both of your days. It's both of your wedding. So you should both be equally involved. So if the reason why, you know, you are feeling this funk is because there's just so much to do and it's all on you. It's time to uh, let your partner know that that is crap and they need to step up. Um, and, you know, if it's a situation where you're just feeling low, it's it's still great to lean on your partner, even if they are involved in all the planning and, you know, they're, they're doing their share. It's still great to let them know like, hey, I'm struggling here. You know, I'm having a hard time. I need you right now. And this is a really good learning for your marriage that, you know, even if you're both doing your, you know, you're putting in 50%, your partner's putting in 50%, but things, you know, are going bad for you. You're having a tough time, then your partner needs to step up and help you out if they can. You also want to lean on your friends, your family, your wedding party. This is a great time to ask for help, especially if you did have anyone in your life, you know, when you first started wedding planning, who was like, oh, let me know. Like, I, I would love to come over and help you put together uh, centerpieces, or I'd love to bake the cake for your rehearsal dinner, you know, whatever it is. This is the time to take those people up on their offers or just reach out to, you know, best friends, siblings, your parents, uh, your wedding party and say, hey, I'd really love for some help. Um, remembering, of course, that all of those people are 
are happy to help you and they're doing it out of the kindness of their hearts, but that being a, you know, a bridesmaid, a groomsman, a wedding attendant, a member of the wedding party, that is not a job. You do not get to assign tasks for them to do and order them around and force them to take over wedding planning. Uh, it is an honor, right? It's an honor that we ask people to be in the wedding party. I might have to do a, actually I did do an episode on this. Let me, uh, <laughs> I mean, I did do an episode on why you might not want to have a wedding party. And this is one of those reasons. Um, it gets into a weird territory where uh, sometimes the couple feels entitled to tell their wedding party, you know, what to wear, how much money to spend, what to do with their free time. And it just gets a little bit ugly. So, um, you know, ask for help and delegate where where you can, where people are willing to help. But be careful you're not assigning people and, you know, forcing them into tasks because that's that's not nice. <laughs> um, you can also get support from uh, Facebook groups and other online groups. There's lots of groups out there for people who are planning weddings. So those are great places to go if you need help, um, you know, feeling inspired or getting some motivation or just getting some advice, getting some answers. There's tons of other people planning weddings who would be happy to help you. Um, and usually, you know, if you're feeling low, there's someone in that group who is super excited and jazzed about planning. So maybe that will rub off on you. And lastly, you might also want to hire a uh, helper, a planner or a coordinator. And this is someone you actually could, you know, assign tasks to because they are a paid professional who will help you plan the wedding. So if you've gotten to a point where you're just really in that funk, you're not feeling like planning, your wedding's coming up, you need to make some decisions uh, and you have the means, this could be a really great opportunity for you to hire a wedding planner or a wedding coordinator to sort of help you out. Another thing you can do if you have lost your wedding mojo is to do the fun stuff. So this is a really great way to get back into the groove, to start enjoying the wedding planning process again, is by doing all of that fun stuff. So here are some examples in case you're thinking like, ugh, wedding planning sucks. None of this is fun. I don't want to do it. So some examples of fun wedding planning tasks would be cake tasting. Um, who doesn't like to try cake? <laughs> I know in the pandemic, a girlfriend of mine just did her cake tasting and she got to go to the bakery and pick up um, little cupcake samples and then go home and try the cupcakes with her fiance, which I thought was such a fun thing to do and a great way to still be able to have your cake tasting, even if, you know, bakeries are closed in your area. So look into that. You could also make a playlist. This is something my partner and I did a few weeks back. We put together a playlist of songs that we wanted to play during the dinner part of our wedding. And it was so fun just to sit together on the couch and play our favorite songs and realize that most of the songs we like have really like sad negative lyrics. So we had to make a lot of cuts, um, but it was super fun just to sit there and go through, you know, our Spotify playlist and think of different songs. And then as a bonus, you know, whenever you're feeling kind of down or low, you can turn on your playlist and it kind of, well, for me, at least it puts me in a better mood thinking like, oh, these are all these, you know, lo love songs that my partner and I put together. Another fun thing for you might be designing your invitations. You can do that, you know, for free on Canva or there's lots of different online programs that let you design your invitations. That can be really fun if you are more creative and artsy. You could build your wedding registry. So gifts you want people to buy you. Who doesn't like um, who doesn't like putting together a list of gifts they want? That could be super, super fun. Uh, if you are planning to do a registry, um, that could be an awesome task to sort of add the things you want <laughs> to your to your online registry. Um, another fun task could be planning your honeymoon. And of course, if you're listening to this during you know pandemic times, it might be hard to actually book 
everything if you're not really sure what the state of the world's going to look like. But it can be so much fun to plan and to look up itineraries and look at photos of different, um, I don't know, beaches or cities or castles or whatever it is you want to go and see on your honeymoon. Um, look up all the different hotels you could stay at. Look at the restaurants you could go to. Super, super fun. I'm a big traveler, so that's definitely one uh, wedding planning task that I have been doing a ton of is planning our dream honeymoon. Another big one that people suggest to sort of get you back in the wedding planning groove is to actually do an engagement photo shoot. So if you've, if you haven't done one and you, you know, you kind of wanted to, or you thought about it, this is a great way to get you back into that wedding planning groove because it's something maybe you have to check off the list anyways. You know, you were hoping to get those photos done for your website or your save the dates or whatever it is. Um, and it's also a really great way just to sort of reconnect, right? Like you get to spend however long with your partner in all these lovey-dovey shots, um, someone telling you how beautiful you are and congratulating you. And it's kind of exciting. It gets you in that mode of, you know, being together and, you know, you're envisioning, okay, the next time we do this, it's going to be our wedding. And that's really exciting. And even if you have done your engagement photo shoot already, if you have the money, if you have the time, it might be fun to do another one. You know, you could do a completely different theme. Maybe the first one was, you know, summer and you did a shoot on the beach. This one could be like a winter wonderland thing and you get all cozy and a nice flannel blanket and you have a snowball fight or something like that. You know, you have a log cabin with a fire, whatever it is. Um, if you do have the, yeah, if you have the means, that could be really fun to do a second engagement photo shoot. And it never hurts to have more lovely photos of the two of you, right? <laughs> Another thing you might want to do is uh, get started on any projects that are not super time sensitive. So I know some people get into a big wedding planning funk when their wedding is postponed, uh, you know, sometimes for the second or third time. And it's like, okay, what's the point in planning? You know, my wedding's not even going to happen for another two years. Like, ugh, I'm so over it. That's a great time to do some projects that aren't super time sensitive. So something you could do would be writing your vows. Those are not going to expire or get postponed. You can get started on that. There's lots of great tips online if you need help. Um, you could also maybe take on some DIY projects. Maybe you were thinking, oh, hey, we're not going to bother doing, um, you know, a nice fancy seating chart because we don't have time or whatever. And now you've got tons of time. So maybe you take a calligraphy course online and you, you know, draw your own seating chart, whatever it is. Um, but things like that, that are not uh, super time sensitive, you know, you don't have to book anything. And they're just maybe little projects that you, you weren't sure you'd have time to do. And now you have the time so you can do them. If you are still feeling that funk, it might help to get inspired. So you can kind of immerse yourself in the wedding world. Um, maybe if you are not really a magazine person, it might actually be fun to go out and buy a wedding magazine. They are usually very, very heavy, <laughs> kind of expensive. Um, and you know what? They might be full of like fancy designer wedding dresses that you would never want to wear. Um, or, you know, florals that are just kind of ridiculous, but it might just be fun to, you know, treat yourself to that magazine, get your favorite coffee, um, you know, spread out in your living room, flip through it, and just sort of try to get that wedding planning groove back. You could immerse yourself in some wedding social media, you know, scroll through some Pinterest boards, look on Instagram, watch a bunch of like 
beautiful wedding videos on YouTube. Uh, speaking of, you could also watch, you know, some fun wedding TV shows like Say Yes to the Dress or Four Weddings. You could put on some wedding movies. Everyone loves The Wedding Planner or Bride Wars, something like that. So those could be really fun ways to sort of um, try to inspire yourself, right? Like maybe you see something on Pinterest or in one of those, you know, movies or magazines that sort of catches your eye and you're like, oh, that's, you know, I never thought about putting a blue feather in my hair, a la Carrie from Sex and the City. Like, oh, that's kind of fun. Like, you know, something, something that could get you excited about wedding planning again. Um, but you want to be careful that you don't let this get too toxic toxic, excuse me, or overwhelming. So I think this is the sort of activity that you'd want to pick up if you're just sort of feeling like really uninspired. You, you know, you're not motivated about anything about your wedding. You're not really sure you want to plan. Um, and it's not that you're overwhelmed with, you know, too much wedding stuff. You're just like not feeling weddings. This could be a fun way to dive back in. However, if you are already feeling very overwhelmed, you have, you know, so many decisions, there's so many different things that you need to to decide on, to choose, to book, uh, it could actually be really overwhelming to give yourself even more choices by looking on social media, you know, looking through the magazine. So you know yourself, you know what's going to be helpful or hurtful, and you can always, you know, give it a shot, put on the first 10 minutes of Say Yes to the Dress. If it is giving you anxiety and making you freak out about your own wedding outfit, then turn it right off, totally ignore this tip, move on. <laughs> Maybe you have to go the complete opposite direction. Maybe it's time to actually take a break from all of the wedding social media and just wedding media out there, I think that would actually be a really, a really great way to go too. So if you are totally immersed in all of the wedding media, turn it off, give yourself, you know, a clean break. And maybe, maybe that'll help you sort of clear your mind and get back into the wedding planning groove. And if you're on the other side of that, uh, you know, you've never really dipped your toe into the wedding media, maybe it would be fun to put on a, you know, wedding movie or something like that to just sort of get in the mood. And it's something fun, you might be able to do it with your partner too. you know, have a movie night, and both get kind of excited about your wedding planning again, but don't spiral. Don't, don't go down a, you know, a dark hole where you're on Pinterest for like four, four hours or something like that. Don't turn this into a doom scroll situation. Just be careful with your media intake. My last sort of big tip on this issue of losing your wedding planning mojo is that maybe the loss of your mojo here is a sign that you're actually planning something that you don't want, that you don't care about, or that you can't afford. Now, I'm not saying this is the case for everyone. Like I said at the beginning, it is totally normal to have these sort of ebbs and flows in your desire to plan a wedding. I think every single person who has planned a wedding at one point or another has said, F this, let's elope, or like, you know, screw it, we don't need to get married, what's the point? Um, so I'm not saying that it, you know, is a sign the moment you don't care about wedding planning means you need to cancel your wedding. Absolutely not. But if you kind of have that feeling that maybe this lack of wedding planning desire, this low point, this funk, whatever you want to call it, is actually a symptom of something deeper, then maybe that's something you want to explore. Maybe you realize that, hey, you know, this 150 person wedding is really not something I want. You know, I don't want to have 150 people there. That's not my vision. You know, that's what my parents want or what, you know, society expects me to do. But that's really, really not what I want. And that's why I'm struggling to plan it because I don't want it. Or, you know, maybe you just, you don't care about getting married at all. Maybe this is something that you're just sort of going through the motions and you realize like, hey, that piece of paper actually doesn't mean much to me. I'm happy to keep things as they are. Or maybe it's an issue of, you know, affording it. You're feeling 
tons of stress and you're kind of getting yourself into this wedding planning funk because you're just seeing all of your money <laughs> fly out the door um, on top of, you know, regular bills and expenses that you already have. So if, if any of that kind of resonates with you, I encourage you to really take a minute, um, think it over, ask yourself if this wedding planning funk really is a symptom of something bigger. And if you decide that it is, then uh, maybe you want to look at cutting some things out of your wedding or cutting back on some things. So head back to your priorities and your budget, that very first conversation that you and your partner had about your wedding when you talked about like, hey, what are the main things we really want out of our wedding? What's the purpose of our wedding? You know, why are we doing this? Why are we having a wedding? Why aren't we just going to city hall? And, you know, depending on what you guys talked about, sorry, not you guys, what you two talked about, um, that could be any number of things, right? This could be a big family reunion. This could be a chance to, um, I don't know, have a dance party, have a chance to just share the, you know, sentimental part of yourself with all your loved ones. Maybe your big priorities were having the most gorgeous suit. Maybe you really wanted to get a custom suit and you were so excited for that. Or maybe your priorities were really amazing um, food, you know, your big foodies, you were going to get this wedding professionally catered. Um, and then go back and look at your budget as well. And what you guys, sorry, <laughs> I keep saying you guys, and I'm, it's a horrible habit I'm trying to break. But go back and look at your budget as well as what you talked about in terms of the guest count, how many people, which people, and start to look at those things and say, okay, are we still on the same page? Are these, you know, the priorities that we set out for our wedding? Are those still the priorities that we have? Do we still care about the food and the DJ or the outfit and the flowers or, you know, have things totally changed and now all we care about is a dance party or all we care about is the ceremony. And then look at things that you might be able to cut out. So if you decide that, okay, the only thing we care about is the ceremony, we really want it to be, you know, personal and sentimental and so true to us, you know, really meaningful, then maybe spending a ton of money on the cocktail hour doesn't make any sense. Or maybe you decide that it's all about the food. So you don't even need centerpieces anymore because you're not going to have room on the table. You're going to have so much food on that table. Or you decide, okay, we need to make things a little bit smaller. So we're actually going to cut our guest list or we're not going to have a wedding party. Lots of different options, lots of things you can cut out, cut back on, just change. You might even, you know, if you can, if you're far out enough from your wedding or you haven't made any um, big decisions that are, you know, nothing is totally irreversible, but you know, if you haven't put down a deposit or you haven't put down a big deposit, you might be able to change your mind about some things like the venue um, your outfit. If you haven't gone shopping for your outfit yet, maybe you've still got an opportunity there to change your mind. Uh, if you haven't made any commitments to, you know, specific caterers or photographers, you might decide to throw the whole thing out and say, you know, F it, we're just going to lope. <laughs> we don't want to do any of this. And that is all totally, totally fine. At the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that you and your partner are on the same page, that you both have, you know, the same vision and you're really happy about it and that you get married. <laughs> that is the, the whole point of the wedding is that you and your partner get married and that that focus really is on your marriage. Even if, you know, you're only in this thing for the big dance party, it's still, it still is a wedding, right? Like the, the focus still is on two people getting married or else it would just be a party and a wedding is a bit more than that. So at the end of the day, if you can come back to, you know, you and your partner are happy and you are getting married, then that's really all that matters. And it is totally fine if your lack of wedding planning mojo, you know, this little funk, this little low point inspires you to actually completely change your wedding vision and have the wedding that you actually want to have. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and review, subscribe so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the podcast. And remember, you can have a great meal without a centerpiece on the table. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.